0: everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I've got a great show today and we're visiting today with Linda Crater of Durable People and we're talking about perseverance because to me perseverance is one of the biggest indicators that either someone's going to be successful in life or they're going to be successful in what they are doing. Even if it's overcoming something or creating something new, perseverance is the name of the game. We're going to deconstruct it today. Linda, welcome to the show.
1: A pleasure to be here, Sandra.
0: One of the things that is interesting about Perseverance is there's a lot of different there's a lot of different words to describe it. You know, Linda, you you talk about stick-to-itiveness and grit and determination. And, you know, one of the things that I found really funny is I looked up, like, how to persevere in any situation. And there was these tips on there that actually some of them made me laugh out loud because one of them was stay in the moment. And I thought to myself, like, well, of course, I'm in the moment, you know, when you're persevering, you're trying. But what I realized was that meant no time travel, meaning don't travel too far into the future was is filled with what ifs. And don't travel in the back, which is, you know, back in life or back in time as though, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda thoughts, and neither one of those time travel thoughts serve us. They
1: don't and there is a reason as they say in the car, that the rear view mirror is small and the windshield is large and it's so that we keep focused on where we're going. And I think that one of the neat things about getting older is that you learn, okay, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, but you go forward with new information. You go forward with new experiences, you go forward not remake, making the same mistakes. I I am an expert at making new ones, but I try not to make the same mistakes again, and that's what learning gives us. So persevering, just I don't think either one of us have any quit in us.
0: No. No, in fact, when somebody tells me you can't do it, that seems to kickstart, you know, my supercharged engine that's going to try even harder. But one of the things that I think is really important when you're persevering in something and, you know, obviously, if if it comes to fruition, you don't need to persevere. You persevere because there's challenges, there's difficulties. I think it's good to step back and reevaluate, you know, kind of your goal and what you're searching for. Because, you know, a goal or, or, um, an objective has like purpose and it has needs and it has abilities. And there've been times in my life, you know, like, like a couple of years ago, I was writing this book in a new genre and I got to the point where I'm like, well, I could just push through and finish it, which I did. And I wrote crap. But one of the things <laughs> that I wish I had done was stop and reevaluate both purpose and abilities and needs because the purpose, I knew what my purpose was. I knew what I needed to do, but I was missing that key component of ability. And I should have paused in the contract and said, you know what? I need a couple of weeks to research, you know, plot, story, structure, dialogue, whatever it, you know, needed to be in that book where I was deficient instead of pushing through, because sometimes, you know, that supercharge that you push through and keep pushing through till you succeed. I did succeed and I did finish the book. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. So, what did I learn? I learned that sometimes when I'm persevering, I need to pause, reevaluate my purpose, needs, and abilities and recognize I'm missing an ability. And if I can't buy it, hire it, I have to acquire it. And those things are really important in part of your persevering, because pausing, slowing down, regrouping, advancing in another direction doesn't mean quitting.
1: No, and, and sometimes persevering to, to get to a finish line, but not being able to give it your best is a disappointment to us personally. And so I would rather reevaluate, as you say, you know, step back a minute to go slowly, to go further in a, in a good way, because uh, you and I are both um, really hard on ourselves in terms of making sure we do the very best we can do. Well, if our best isn't that great at that moment, taking a little bit of a break, which we're not talking months and months, we're talking maybe a couple days or a week to regroup, or as you said, to re-research certain things. I I think going slowly sometimes is is a better way to do it. You know when you're not doing your best work, we all do. We all know when we're just putting words to paper uh, or it feels laborious, or you're having dreams about it at night or not waking up and wanting to go do it again, that's where perseverance means you'll keep going, but keep going at a pace that gives it your best shot because, I mean, you can go buy green bananas so you know that you have hope, but I I think that we need to also do our best because you push through, but I can hear it in your voice, you weren't as happy with it as you could have
0: been. Right. Right. And that's where, like, I think of our joint friend, Trish Wilkinson of the brain stages. She talks about slowing down to speed up. Yes. Like if I had slowed down in that process and acquired the knowledge I needed, I could have sped up through the finishing the book faster because I wouldn't have so many plot problems. I wouldn't have written myself into a corner and had to do so many rewrites. Like if I had slowed down for a moment before, continuing, acquiring what I needed so that I could speed through to the finish line, I would have created a much better project. There is a point though, that can be made about perseverance
1: and that there's a lot of studies that show people who have the same amount of talent and the same amount of uh, gifts, if you will, the
0: person who succeeds is the one with the grit. Linda, I'm just going to stop you for a second because right now as we talk about perseverance and finding the best employee for us, I want to thank our sponsor because our sponsor today is LinkedIn Jobs. And LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Then did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? You can post your job for free on linkedin.com slash coach talk. That's linkedin.com slash coach talk to post your job for free. Now terms and conditions apply, but we are talking about characteristics that we want in the people we hire. And as we gear up for fall, we need the right people on our team to help small businesses like mine and Linda's and yours fire on all cylinders. And LinkedIn is here to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Did you know you could create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people? I mean, think about that for a minute. 810 million people. That's like posting to a country. You're going to find somebody good. And there's simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And we all know that's just a pain in the you-know-what. LinkedIn jobs can make it easier. Head there today because it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So, you guys, go to LinkedIn jobs. It will help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash coach talk. That's linkedin.com slash coach talk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now we're talking today with business owner of Wise Health, Linda Crater, and we're talking about choosing the best employee for the job. And one of those characteristics is grit. One of those characteristics is perseverance. And that's what we're talking about today. And Linda, I want you to share a little bit more about grit. Grit actually matters more. So if you put college students in
1: a room and they have the same ability, same SAT scores, same et cetera, et cetera, background, gifts, et cetera. The one who's going to do the best is the one who keeps going. Not when you face things that tell you to stop, because there are good reasons to stop sometimes and redirect your energy. But grit matters. And grit and perseverance and and carrying on are all really important aspects to succeeding. Mm -hmm. But then we also have to take a look at what is succeeding? Well, that has your definition changed because they have a different goal in mind. And now you can redirect to that new success goal.
0: Well, and, you know, that was one of the things about, you know, like in the tips for persevering, you know, it's clarify your goal. And when I looked at my goal, I'm like, I actually had two goals in mind. I had the contractual finish goal. Then I had my own personal goal, which is to turn in the absolute best of my ability work. And so these were kind of competing goals because when I turned in the project, they thought it was great. They're like, we can work with this. This is great and whatever. But on a personal level, of course, I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say (laughs) I could have done better. Like had I done X, Y, and Z, you know, I would have done better. And, you Mm. know, for my next project, because sometimes you can win and learn like I love the thing you said about you know like win or lose is not in my vocabulary win and learn is you can win and you can learn and you know at the end of the day grit was what made me cross the finish line with that completed project even though it wasn't my best work because I knew it wasn't my best work I wanted to quit I couldn't push the contract deadline I mean there was just there was nowhere for me to go but over the finish line. And I think when you talk about that grit, that grit was what made me finish going, I have a contract to fulfill. Well, And you made a promise. You I made, made a, a promise.
1: contractual promise. You had a personal promise and your character won't allow you to not fulfill a commitment. And I think that that's so rare these days I think there's a lot of people who waffle on their character and they're not people you and I are generally around because we like to surround ourselves with people with the same value set and commitments and obligations are very important to all of us. So I think that the perseverance that you're describing, especially in writing a book and getting it done, you met your commitment, you did your
0: best, but you also learn for the next time. Right. And I will tell you, the first thing I did when I hit the send button and, and, you know, gave my work over to the company who bought it from me, the first thing I did was sign up for three new courses going, I know now some of the things I don't know, and I need to get on this before they come back with my next contract, which I'm glad, you know, that I did. But that was about me. You know, the fact that I turned something in that was good enough for somebody else. That's where perseverance comes. I'm still persevering as a result of that old manuscript.
1: But you will always want to learn more and to do more. And there are benefits to failure. And I don't call what you did a failure. So don't read that that way. But you learned. And you learned that you wanted to do things differently. So you redirect and you will do something different in your next contract and book. And first of all, it's impressive as hell that you've written all these books (laughs) and and done all this work. But I I love Franklin Roosevelt. He has a quote, when you come to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on,
0: (laughs) right? right i mean that's where the good stuff is you know the the few things i've quit in my life i don't look at them as quitting i looked at them as a career change or a lifestyle change like you know just because you stop doing something and i think this is about the kind of the perseverance part of caring for your mind because your mind can play tricks on you if we take it linear if i had quit the project i would have quit right But if I had said, I am not qualified to write this project, I need to resign, that's not quitting. Finishing it and not doing my best is not quitting on me. Like, like, you know, word choice is really a big deal with some of these things and how we emotionally relate to persevering. You know, I had to come to Jesus with looking at my contract, going, okay, it's due. I've got this word count. I've got these problems. It's crunch time. What do I fix to deliver? Worst case scenario is they're going to reject it or terminate me from the project, but I'm going to die trying. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's the perseverance in there. And that perseverance came from, did I commit to this or not? And... And yet I'll go in a slightly
1: different direction. Okay. We're both serial entrepreneurs. We have tried many, many things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the premise that you started on working toward is simply so uphill. There's so many hurdles. There are so many mountains. You're really not going to get around the mountain. You're not going to get over the mountain. You're not even going to be able to crawl on your knees up the mountain. And realization that maybe this goal isn't a worthy goal because you can't monetize it or it doesn't have an audience or it doesn't have what you thought it had that's an intentional decision to say you know I'm not quitting right. i'm going to redirect my efforts in this direction because i know it will work and i've had to do that multiple times sure. because just because you have a great idea doesn't mean the timing is right. Doesn't mean that the funding is there. Doesn't mean the monetization is there. Uh, the value may always be there. But it, it, there are a lot of things that have to come together in a business to make it work. So quitting is very different than redirecting your energies. And so and that's perseverance, too. That's right. Is recognizing that it's not helpful to keep going.
0: Right, and I if you talk to most entrepreneurs and small business owners, even the the large companies, there's always a string of I'll call them failed businesses, but they're not really right. failed because I learned in them. I had three or four before I got onto my current one, and I'm learned on those. I made mistakes on those other ones. I created things that weren't viable for long-term. Sometimes the industry changed. One of my little companies tanked because the real estate market tanked. Like, right. you know, it, when interest rates rise, you know, some some businesses are really uh, publishing industry, very heavily tied to the banking industry. Interest rates, you know, we look at COVID with China. We used to print most of our books in China. Now they're either not getting printed, or they're sitting in cargo, or, you know, publishers are having to move to local printers in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, you know, things like that, we have to adjust. And so your business plan may or may not be viable. It doesn't mean if you change your, your, your goal based on, you know, you don't have the need anymore. You look at how many products have gone obsolete, the people who made rotary phones. You know, well, look at what a phone. smartphone has taken away. Right. A camera, a right.
1: phone, a, um, a data source. I mean, it, it's taken like 10 different functions away and
0: put it into one Topier, small thing. machine, you know, I yes. can list 10, 12 products. A
1: scanner, yep. right. I mean, it honestly is very, very interesting as things change. And sometimes technology changes faster than we can keep up with our idea that was terrific six right. months ago. And, and technology is a high risk area to go into. So I, I've i always appreciated service industries mm-hmm. more than product industries only because I can adapt to those. And I, I also have a strong belief that customer service is going by the wayside. So if you can provide customer service and support to people, you will always be able to find a way to help
0: them. Right. Right. Well, that's why, you know, I think of the radio network that we're part of the. Right. radio out of Texas. The reason I choose them above all else, I can pick up the phone and I can call someone when I have a problem because there's nothing worse than putting in a trouble ticket somewhere. And then you're just, are you going to get back to me today? Is it going to be tomorrow? Did you get it? Then you send it again and they're like, you know, you get a new case number. And I'm like, oh, God, now are the case numbers going to be mixed up like, you know, and what am I calling on? I have two case numbers. I mean, so I think one of those things that when we look at viable plans, we do need to have regular visits. Like I'll share what I do, Linda, with my businesses and I have for 10 years, maybe 15 years now once a quarter i take myself out to lunch with just my planner and a piece of paper and i go through my old planner notes i look at meetings that were canceled problems that i had you know when you log stuff in a planner whether it's on your phone or for me i use a paper planner there's a lot of information in there so that i can course correct so Mm -hmm. i look at my old schedule what needed to be redone you know then i i whiz through my company credit card online. And I look at my expenses and I go, okay, am I maintaining something? Am I repairing something? You know, three, four car repairs on my old van. Guess what? Probably time to get a new van because you, you can't keep all this in your head and you can look at your data of your own company, not only in your checkbook in your bank account in your credit card statements, but also your planner. And I sit down and I make, what I think are good decisions, I also bring my sales numbers, you know, what what are my sales numbers in these areas? And I, I, I do it myself, I buy myself lunch, I make sure I go to the same place, the lady knows what I'm doing, she knows I'm gonna give her a great tip. I sit there for a couple <laughs> hours and I shut my phone off in respect to receiving any input. Well, I think there's
1: benefit from analysis because too many people don't take a look at at what things are and especially periodically. Quarterly is fantastic. I also think there's a benefit to failure. When we fail, we then have to revise and transform and and transition and, and make adjustments. And I think one of the signs of somebody with perseverance is that they can make adjustments and they don't crash and fall down and never get up again. They don't fall into a fetal position. You, you for
0: regroup. long. <laughs> I'm going to say for long. For they're... long,
1: we all have been there. Yeah. Um, but we also know that we're not we're not going to let something get us, right? And if we if it gets us for a little while, okay, fine. You need to give in to that. You need to feed it, feed the beast, and then starve the beast and walk away from it. So I, I think we've all learned ways of coping. I, I do believe that the pandemic caused major thinking shifts yes. and major priority shifts. And so I, I think those who learned from the experience, as opposed to um, just kind of going through the motions, because I know people who did just go through the motions, you sit on the couch or mourn what was lost. Um, and there's a lot of that for everybody. Mm-hmm. But if you kept on going and thinking, because it did give you an opportunity to think, you finally could not have an excuse for not thinking because you had time. At least for certain periods of time, there was definitely a s- breaks put on for many things. And I, I tend to think a lot of opportunity came out of that. Absolutely. And I think that's a positive thing. So call it failure, call it, uh, crises, call it you know, world events. You know, the world is a lot bigger than you and I, and I, and lots is going to happen that we cannot control. And I, for one, don't want to be in control. I'm not in control, and I'm okay with that. In fact, I I'm really happy to hand that off. Somebody much bigger than me is in control, but I can take a look at what's on my plate. Right. And I can decide what on my plate is good, what is not healthy, and, and what is healthy. And where do I want to put my priorities? And your So attitude. perseverance is about making and changing priorities as you need to.
0: Right. And I think it's also about caring for your, you know, what you talked about was also about caring for your mind, your body, your emotions, your spirit. Right you know, all these things, you know, we make bad decisions when we're hangry. We all know that we've heard that a million times, but when you're analyzing your business and trying to persevere in something that's difficult, you got to do that like head check, heart check, gut check. Like, what's right. going on in my thoughts? Like, am I spinning? Am I, you know, going down a negative spiral? Maybe I need to work out. Maybe I need to eat. Maybe I need to sleep. You know, maybe I need to take something to help me sleep, get a good night's sleep. Like, when I was building my business, I relied, and not that I want anybody to do this, on TheraFlu because this theraflu. (laughs) Well,
1: the antihistamine would put you to sleep. That's right. The antihistamine
0: put me to sleep, but whatever was in it, maybe the process of drinking the hot liquid, calm me down. I also usually had a headache at that time. So I think there's a set of minifin in there, but it would put me in a place where I could relax and go to sleep. And, you know, did I use it every night? No. But I, when I was building my business back from my divorce, because you talk about, you know, sometimes you just lose something it's taken away from you. It's not always a process of you made a mistake. There's things that happen that are way beyond your control. Most things are beyond your control. Correct. And so you know, when you have that doing whatever you need, take a hot bath, go for a run, do it all, eat a pizza and then go to sleep for a day. It's amazing how your creative spirit is revitalized because in persevering, persevering is draining your body's yes. tired, your mind is tired, your emotions are shut. So what do you do? You got to do a reset. Well, we and you it. and I
1: both go back to nature. We take walks. Right. We, 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 as you mentioned your lunch, you're right by the ocean when you do that. Those are so, my meetings. It, exactly. So I, I think that water and nature and gardens and beauty, all of it takes your mind away from your own stuff. And I think sometimes we can get caught up. And I try very hard not to as I've become much wiser at thinking bigger and more umbrella and calmer and all right, what is driving me? Because the two emotions that drive behavior are fear and love. And there's been a heck of a lot of fear in the last five years. Um, but the love side you have to nurture that, you have to bring it out. And I think you and I both know the importance of that and the importance of people and and those that we care about and support and love, and in some cases lost. And so it's a matter of uh, putting those priorities and persevering in the values that make us spark joy. And I I think that when I'm exhausted, it's not because of a lack of sleep, because I'm really good at making sure I get enough sleep, but it's because there maybe isn't enough laughter. There isn't enough joy. And I think those are things that are very important, too, to feed the perseverance engine,
0: do you feel that way oh absolutely you know and it's funny you say that because you know when when i do disappear and you'll see up on my social media i'll have my office at the ocean and i purposely get in the car i drive an hour and a half to this spot where i can have lunch i can buy my table for a couple hours i can think and relax I also need sometimes a digital detox, but I also need a people detox. Yes, you you work with people all day long like you and I do. And, you know, I have kids. I've got my dad living with me. I've got caregivers in and out of the house. You know, I need a digital detox, but I also need a people detox. And you know, you talked about being in nature. When you go somewhere and just sit, and it's pretty and it's peaceful, like that for me is the ocean. I could be in the mountains. I could be on a lake. I don't care where it is. Everybody can go, take a bus somewhere and just sit somewhere where it's peaceful. Even if you're in the middle of New York City, when I'm working there, go into go the in, garden. Yeah, I go into go to Central, Central Park, garden and Park. gardens. And I, I, just I, I really think that we miss things,
1: if we miss the beauty in life that is there. And if you, and I also, I'm going to have to bring this around. I think gratitude and thankfulness is so important to being able to carry on. If your soul is just drained, then fill it with gratitude because things can always be worse. I have a friend who, when you say, I've, I've got this problem, they're like, well, it could always be worse. Thanks yeah, uh, well. <laughs> a lot. That's super helpful. I, I actually have said to him, it's not helpful when you tell me things. <laughs> it could be worse because I'm very aware of that. So if we could move off of that, that would be great. Um but, but I, really I think, do. you know,
0: you're on to something with even the reframing, you yes. know, because I work even with the salespeople in my company, you know, one of the gals that works for me, who's lovely, she had a goal of hitting 150,000 GCI gross commission for this year. She had 143 and she said to me, I'm so mad. I was $7,000 away from my goal last year. Now this is during COVID like, Good grief! And, yeah, and I'm like, okay, let's reframe this. I'm like... <laughs> You made $143,000 last year during a pandemic when most everything was closed. Right. And she sat back in her chair because she was at that, that restaurant that I like to go to on the ocean. And she goes, you know, you're right. She's like, I had set my goal and it was a, an all or nothing goal. You know, if she had gotten a hundred and forty-nine thousand dollars, nine hundred ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents, and she was one penny short, would she still be this frustrated? You know, the answer is yes. If,
1: if that was her black, if and that white was cool. her,
0: so but looking it, at, go ahead. What did she make the year before? Probably less than that, like seventy-five. Like she doubled,
1: oh, right? Her so income. she doubled her income during a really, really bad time. Uh, Sometimes we have to have perspective and you gave her that perspective, but boy, did she persevere to get there. Right.
0: Fantastic work. Right. But using that perspective, you talked about perspective is a big part of perseverance because, you know, I didn't turn in my best work, you know, to kind of wrap up today's episode. I didn't turn in my best work, but I finished my contract and it was good enough. And I think perfection is a big part of getting us, you know, behind the scenes. Ruining our perseverance and making it difficult. And what's funny is coming up in the next couple episodes, you and I are going to be doing a show on perfection. So if you're listening to today's show, I'm Sandra Beck. I'm here with Linda Crater, Durable People. And go ahead and look wherever podcasts are offered. You'll find shows on perfection and perseverance, plus many others that we've done together because I really enjoy our time together. Sorry to cut us short. We'll be back again soon with another great episode. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next
1: week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach Talk Radio.